Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Great. Uh, thanks also to David Bill for stepping in on Thursday and Friday. I was away for uh, work, I'm afraid. I wasn't on a jaunt. I promise you I was not on a jaunt. I was in Scotland for work. Uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, but um, I did fly there because it's the quickest way of getting there. Of course, the obligatory comment from the teenager. Why are you flying there? So I don't spend seven hours on a train. That's why I'm flying there, which I imagine is why people have got planes to the COP27 summit in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. Um, Rishi Sunak is among those having said he wouldn't attend because, you know what, we've got some problems that need to be dealt with here. But it turns out because he found out that Boris Johnson was going, the former prime minister, pretending to burnish his green credentials, which simply don't exist at all, uh, other than when uh, Carrie is in the room. Um, Rishi Sunak had a little bit of a little bit of a beating from the BBC and The Guardian. So he decided he had to go to COP27 as well to hand on the baton from uh, Britain's presidency of COP26. That's what he'd done yesterday. Yesterday, Rishi Sunak has flown in and he's going to be making a uh, giving a speech today. Um, wondering if he is going to echo Ed Miliband, Red Ed's line, the uh, shadow climate change and net zero secretary, as if that's an actual job title, um, where he called for the government and Britain, among other countries, to start paying reparations for our historical responsibility uh, to countries hit by climate change. It never ends, folks. It never ends. You give in an inch, they're going to take we wish it was just a mile. It's going to be more than that by the end. Uh, to discuss that, the nurses' strike, channel migrants and everything else in the news. Oh, yes, people losing their minds over Elon Musk and Twitter. I'm um, joined this morning by editor of Spiked Online, Tom Slater. Good morning to you. Morning, Julie. I mean, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? COP27. Um, a couple of questions. First up, should Rishi Sunak be going or not? Was he right to say he wasn't going? Right to say, actually, no, I have got time. 
Uh, he was he was right to snub it in the first place. I think it's a great shame that he's again beaten this hasty retreat just because he got a couple of bad headlines. And I think it just looks bad anyway when you're new in the job as prime minister and you show how easily you can just be pushed around by totally. some by some bad comment. Pieces. That was one of the, that That's... was one of the reasons why people were angry with Boris Johnson. Mm. Is it's just what's the policy? Not today, this hour. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the, and he had a perfectly solid argument to make, which is to say that we've got a lot of problems on our plate here. And also, even environmentalists think COP is a load of nonsense. <laughs> as I mean, far as it is just virtue signalling and taking a nice group photo. Last we Wednesday, I, I got to agree with Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, 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 the serial truant um, who, who was saying that it was all just greenwashing yeah. and it was all just a con. And it's like, yes. Yes, I agree with you. Um, then, of course, she went a little bit further and exposed that classic, the watermelon thing. Green <laughs> on the outside, red on the inside, because that is what climate change activism is about, um, is it's basically taking us back to the dark ages. It's anti. She was openly, blatantly anti-capitalist, wasn't mm. she? It was about, we've done terrible things, the world's a terrible place, capitalism is the problem, and we need to sort of roll back on all this. And anyone making profit, oh, big oil, big fossil, I mean... You know, it's the same old, same old, and we know that message. Now, um, this has been echoed though by 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 I think extraordinary comments by Ed Miliband on the Sunday morning shows yesterday, calling for the UK to acknowledge its historical responsibility in saying cash to countries hit by climate change. And again, everyone always brings up the Maldives, don't they? The Maldives is not sinking. This is this is not a matter for debate. There were claims that the Maldives would sink. The Maldives is not sinking. Sorry, Ofcom. You can look into that if you want, because Ofcom are very, very keen on mm. people playing along with um, the, 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 the the discussions on climate change. But but, but why, why, what are we what are we paying reparations and damages for? Well, the argument seems to be that because we've unleashed the great sin of uh, the Industrial Revolution, that therefore we owe the rest of the world something. And if anything, I think this is going to make um, those parts of the world which are less developed worse off. Because when they're talking about reparations, what they're talking about is we're going to buy them a load of green technology, which basically means not the fossil fuels they need to fuel their own development, but um, these indulgences that the West can afford, up until this point at least, um, but are uh, very expensive and unreliable and don't actually meet your energy needs. So even as a means to try and help the developing world, this would completely backfire. It would just shackle them to the ideology that we've become quite attached yeah. to. I think that's the problem with, it's like Greta Thunberg in the comments last week. The problem is not so much that it's kind of anti-capitalist, it's like pro-feudalist, essentially. They, yes. they don't like the idea that um, countries have, in the West, developed at such speed about 150 years ago, and that other countries actually want to follow us along that path, because it's basically one of the best things that ever has ever happened. No, it, is the, it is the, I mean, after <laughs> you know. the wheel, it is the best thing. Mm. It's the reason why we're, we're talking about having a, a crisis in terms of social care and the elderly in the NHS. It's because we have got older people, mm-hmm. because people live that long, because people live routinely now to 80, 90, even 100 years old, mm-hmm. because of the Industrial Revolution, which gave us medicine, it gave us, it gave us heating, it gave us uh, machines... Um, the productivity. I mean, it is extraordinary how many people don't get how crucial this is. I think Britain, I genuinely think Rishi Sunak should get up and say, we gave you the Industrial Revolution. World, you're welcome. (laughs) Our gift to you, you're welcome. That's what he should say, because it is extraordinary that that what we are being told we should be ashamed. I mean, I mean, this goes back to a colonial past, mm. the, you know, the exploitation, because, of course, everybody living in what are now developing nations yeah. were having a 
absolutely wild, wonderful, peaceful, happy, prosperous time before we arrived. There were very bad things about the empire. All, all empires. I don't think we, I don't think we did very well under the, you know, the, the Romans some of the time, mm-hmm. guys. You know, but I mean, but but overall, in terms of the net legacy, we have left a better legacy than most. I would say all, in fact. But this is the thing. It's this idea because we have developed, and therefore we have put out more carbon emissions. Therefore, we're more responsible for what's happening right now. Um, but but the reality is. When you look at those stats in terms of the number of people, not just percentage, but the number of people who die from climate-related disasters, mm-hmm. not climate-change-related, climate-related disasters, because we have always had droughts and and um, and, and and you know, far, you know, forest fires and earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes, and we always will. And if there was never a single bit of carbon emission from a human being ever again for the history of time, we would still have all of those climate disasters. It is the number of deaths of human beings in absolute terms has gone down mm-hmm. by ninety five percent. In in percentage terms, it's gone down by more than that because the actual number of people are dying, even at a time if you're dying, is way way lower. It's five, you know, it's only five percent what it was in the 1900s um at the beginning of the 1900s but but we've got four times the population of the world mm-hmm. and and the countries where people die the late the least in climate disasters are, pe- are people living in industrialized nations places like japan places like america mm-hmm. when they have earthquakes people don't die mm-hmm. on the it's people as people in say haiti where they die en masse or, or in india or bangladesh where they're not fully developed they, i mean this is this is really basic stuff. It is, but people don't seem to understand it. I mean, you're, you're so right about the natural disasters point. I mean, the same hurricane might hit, say, the Caribbean and then America, and then the yeah. devastation that will be meted out in the former as compared to the latter. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no comparison, and that's the horrible kind of circular logic we're caught in at the moment, which is development is a problem. Uh, fossil fuels are the problem, whereas it's actually by a nation becoming richer that you can defend yourself against the viciousness of nature. That's always been yeah. the case. And yet we seem to be go da- going down a path which would leave these countries, if anything, more exposed. Exactly. And again, stopping these countries, if you want to help these countries, they don't need aid. What they need is free trade. And by the way, all the people who bleat on about this tend to also bleat on about, oh, if only we hadn't left the EU. Mm-hmm. The EU is a closed shop. It's a customs union that enables free trade within the EU. It absolutely doesn't enable free trade outside the EU. And in fact, we put, well, when we were in the EU, you know, we, we would have massive, uh, uh, massive extra fees and, and uh, for uh, countries, particularly from Africa, the countries most in need of development, to, to trade goods with the when we were in the EU. And now we don't have to have those, mm-hmm. uh, those uh, extra tariffs. So, I mean, you know, what you want is to actually encourage trade and encourage industrialization. That will save more lives than anything else. Um, the, and when people talk about, you know, children dying from, uh, uh, from you know, from, from uh, environmental issues, the vast majority of children who have environmental issues die from the fact that their, their parents are cooking food mm-hmm. with, from burning wood. So they're burning, they're, they're cutting down forests, bad thing, and they're burning wood in little cramped huts. Where to, to make food? I mean, that is what is killing them. That mm. that is the main reason, not you know, not some pollution from a car. I mean, and people people ignore a lot of the basic facts. I've got a question out to you this morning. As Labour has called for the UK to pay reparations for climate change to poorer countries most hit by it, what's your reaction to that? 
would you agree with it? Do you think it's a good idea? Is it an insane idea? Is it, would it be fair? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do tweet me at Talk TV. You can text the word talk as well to 8722 uh, and we'll get as many of your messages uh, on uh, on uh, as we can. We're also going to be talking up next about the nurses uh, strike that's coming uh, and channel migrants as well. Uh, just briefly on that, mm-hmm. um, Tom, uh, Rishi Snack is going to be meeting Emmanuel Macron, the French president. So at least there's some purpose to this meeting in Sharm el-Sheikh. Um, and um, and hopefully going to thrash out some deal. Is it possible we'll suddenly get a deal because Rishi Sunak's in charge as opposed to Liz Truss or Boris Johnson? I, th- I think the big problem is that the French have no incentive to sort out this problem. When um, Again, they people are leaving France and coming to the UK, so they're not France's problem anymore yeah. in that sense. So that asymmetry is something that I don't think just a change of leadership at the top is necessarily going to sort out. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.